when I saw a warrior t-shirt, I was like, oh, you're kidding me. Like, this must be a one-off, like, situation. Like, this kid must just not know. That must have been his dad's shirt. Like, he must not have any awareness. And then you see them everywhere, and you see students want to buy warrior apparel, and you see this demand for it, and it's like oh my god, that you guys actually prefer that mascot to the current one. You identify with it strongly. You want to go online to Barstool Marquette and buy this flag. And you want to do this. And you want to go to thrift stores and find these shirts. And you're actively like, let's go find this stuff. That's Emily Sexton. A market senior in the College of Business Administration, Emily was born and raised in Alaska and has fully embraced her Native American heritage. Welcome to the latest episode of Golden Disaster, a five-part podcast series examining the ongoing saga of Marquette University's name change from the Warriors to the Golden Eagles in the early 90s. I'm your host, Brian Boyle, and in this episode we're going to be speaking to Emily to learn about her Marquette experience over the past four years. I brought her on because I wanted to know what it was like for a Native American student to be on the same campus that formerly used Native American themes and motifs, sometimes racistly, oftentimes cartoonishly, as the basis for their logos and mascots. If there's one thing I've learned throughout this podcast, it's simply that individuals and communities want the power to be able to tell their own stories about their own heritage in their own way. If you listened to an episode before, you'll know that while Golden Disaster is primarily an interview show designed to give a platform to all sides of the argument, I still interject and insert my thoughts and opinions. A lot. Today, I'm going to shut up, clear out, and let Emily tell her own story in her own words, because I think she deserves to. I think it's really easy to distance yourself from that warrior logo because it's like you might not know about native people you don't know a person who's native you don't realize that we're a living breathing population you don't realize that milwaukee is this vast urban native haven there's so many native people living in milwaukee and people don't know that marquette people don't know that there's so much removal from native history and so much unawareness or like a lack of awareness of native history and how recent it is like for and when i talk about mascots i think this isn't some extinct population that you're wearing i have met people who think indigenous populations are extinct it's just baffling to me how far in the past they think this history and this persecution occurred like when you talk about boarding schools and racial justice like you think like boarding schools, like great-great-grandmothers went to boarding school. My mom went to boarding school. My mom was born before the Indian Child Welfare Act was passed, and she had to go to boarding school. By the time my mom went to boarding school, it wasn't as aggressive as when my grandmother went, but it was still the cultural norm that Native people were removed from their communities, and that was not my great-great-grandmother or an extinct population. That was my mom. Like, she's coming to graduation next week. Like it's it's confusing to me that people can put so much distance between that mascot and the actual population. There's a lot of misunderstandings of what a native person should look like and 
my mom is native and my mom is very native passing like when you see her she's like this small native woman it's very prevalent whereas like my dad's a white guy and so I'm white passing it's just how that worked and um I had never really confronted issues of blood quantum or having to like prove to somebody that I am native or having to justify being in the native student association even though I'm not like what they think that I should look like that my skin isn't dark enough or what you whereas when I grew up in Fairbanks people knew I was native because they knew my mom and they knew that native people don't have to look a certain way um not everybody but it was I never felt that I needed to like explain it to anybody um whereas when I was here I was like blood quantum is kind of like a racist arbitrary thing I shouldn't need to explain this to you I'm so sorry I don't know and so just confronting those issues really made me kind of get a a defense mechanism kind of a toolkit for like proving proving is the wrong word but like to be able to combat those misconceptions of indigenous people and indigeneity in general so I think because Alaska became a state a lot later we just don't really have those issues and like it's not as it's not that it's not salient it's that we don't have the MLB teams, we don't have those things. And I think um, I didn't know a lot of schools in Alaska that had the indigenous, because those those people are in your community right. very, like in a larger percentage than I think they are here. Um, and it wasn't an issue, it was something that you'd heard of and like something we discussed as like a family when you're little and like that's racist and here's why. Um, but it wasn't, I never heard the other side of it until I came here and people were like, they love those mascots. They deeply love them. And especially at Marquette where there's so many justifications around that warrior mascot that I've heard from people and so many ways that they, that people can say that it's not racist and it's so many other things before it's racist and it's so easy for them to justify and there's all of these, like how I have my toolkit to justify I'm native, they have these toolkits for justifying this warrior logo that I think it's crazy to me because this warrior logo wasn't ours as our generation of students I never knew any kid none of us went to school or were even alive when it was the mascot and so it's very confusing to me that people can be so um, adamant and passionate about it Um, but that's I think largely because I grew up only hearing one side of it I don't know and I have talked to students about it that I feel comfortable talking with and I'm like you know it's bad right and they're like no why is it bad and I was like okay so you have never heard you have no concept or awareness you have no cultural awareness you just think this is like cool vintage throwback you have no idea and I think that's a deeper problem that they don't have any cultural awareness but I was like okay now I'm gonna educate you a little bit you know and then kids are like oh my god I had no idea but I don't know just getting that like I gear on square one you literally have no idea that that's a person on your like that what that's crazy when I went to college I didn't choose a school that had like a strong native student association or even native studies that wasn't something I thought that I wanted to do and then when I got to Marquette and those resources weren't there I kind of had to scramble to find them um but Alaska we just have a lot less people and I think that being native like I found those communities a lot easier and they were more well I take that back so I was able to just have those immersed in my daily life whereas I went to college and I was here I had to go out and find them I mean this is like speaking to greater 
issues, not just Native issues, but I think this is a really polarized community, and I think it's very hard for groups to succeed here, and I know I'm not the only one saying that or calling attention to it, especially at this juncture. I think that I struggle when Native communities ask me how my experience is doing. I don't want to recommend that Native students come here if they are deeply I've there I I really struggle when kids ask me if they should come to Marquette Native students ask me if they should come to Marquette if they're very culturally aware and that they're very aligned with their culture it's a really hard place to be celebrated for your diversity it's really a hard place to get that um, support that other schools with Native studies programs, with Native advisors, with Native faculty get. We're just so limited with Indigenous presence here that it is hard. And I don't, I really struggle and think deeply when I discuss Marquette with Indigenous people because it, it it's not easy. I've seen students in my time come here for a semester and leave because it is such a culturally, cultur- culturally insensitive school. Did you ever think about leaving? Yeah, I did. I um, applied to the University of Washington in under for undergrad, and I ultimately chose between Marquette and the University of Washington, and University of Washington has a huge indigenous studies program. My sister had a minor in it. She went there. She lived in a Native American community, so all of her roommates were Native, and she was really immersed in it and I kind of just assumed that would happen at Marquette but then my freshman year afterward I thought well I'm homesick first of all and that's always hard when you're a freshman but I thought like I want to go get that support structure I want to go back to University of Washington and Jacqueline Schramm she works in public affairs she's the Native American like special assistant on Native American issues and at the time that wasn't her official position she was just doing it out of the kindness of her own heart. She was finding Native students and being like, are you okay? How are your classes going? And she found me freshman year and encouraged me to stay, really helped me through a lot of my issues that I had with Marquette and got, most importantly, got me the volunteer position I have and got me involved in the community where I felt supported. But that was just like one person doing it outside of her job description just because she cared. It shouldn't look like that. It should look like you have a Native American advisor. And schools that have had mascots in the past usually have extremely strong Native support systems because of the trauma they've inflicted. Because you had a racist mascot, you should react with a great support system and resources for Indigenous people, whereas Marquette doesn't have that. It's like one person. I think that if they had those support systems, it would have been a lot easier and that's why I do hesitate to recommend Marquette to indigenous people because it's not there you can't take a class in it you can't get supported and so you you are going to have to look outside of Marquette to find those resources I don't know there's this quote that I found um, when we become costumes and mascots it's easier to arrest us rape us shoot us and disregard our shouts to protect what is still sacred and I think that's something that Marquette students don't know about is that we are this population that is still here and when you turn us into mascots you continue to distance the actual people from this representation and it makes it easier to 
disregard native pleas for sovereignty and survival. And I think that that's really the important piece is that we're more than a mascot, we're a population and we're here. We're in your classrooms and we're trying to get you to stop wearing racist things that are no longer our mascot. And we're the Golden Eagles and you're just gonna have to deal with that. That's on you, I don't know. For Emily Sexton, I'm Brian Boyle, and thank you for listening to this latest episode of Golden Disaster.